Happy Father's Day, uh, which is, it is, this is probably, as I said last week, the most important holiday of them all, a uh, day in which we celebrate, uh, celebrate guys. I've seen some really interesting stats that say that the day when most collect phone calls are made all year long occur on Father's Day. Isn't that great? Uh, so today we're going to celebrate dads today. And so if you have your Bible, we're continuing our series through the book of Proverbs, and one thing that we've learned, or hopefully that we are learning about the book of Proverbs, is it's basically just a book that is made up of short sayings that are given to us for, for really just for daily help in everyday living. And one of the areas that it touches upon is upon being a father, and so that's why we're going to be looking in Proverbs chapter 3. Now, I always think it's good for us to speak about the role of a father because so many times whenever you see fathers being portrayed today, uh, it really doesn't seem like, uh, in my estimation, that there's a whole lot of respect for dads out there. Uh, just a, a, an example is some of my favorite sitcoms that have ever been on television. Typically what they show is the dad as a blithering idiot. I mean, have y'all ever noticed that before? The dad's just sort of like the goofball. And I know some of you ladies are saying it's absolutely accurate. Well, I beg to differ. Uh, but I, I watch that and I think, you know what, the fact of the matter is God has, has given families, fathers, for a reason. And I, I began to wonder, well, what exactly is the role of a father? And as I read through our scripture and as I looked through other scriptures, I really believe this. I believe that one of the primary jobs of a dad is almost like to be an architect. And whenever you think about an architect, an architect is one who draws up plans, he designs in order to build a building that's going to stand, that's going to be solid. And I thought, that, that's exactly the role of a father. Uh, if you have kids, the role of a father is for the dad to, to build up plans or to create plans where he's able to teach and build up his children where they are going to be able to be solid people and where they are going to be able to stand and to stand firm in this life, regardless of what the world throws at them. And yet I think that as I look at what's going on today, I mean, it's, it's very hard to find solid ground today. Seems like that in many ways what's going on, you know, spiritually and morally and all those different things is that it's like we almost sort of like have lost our balance. You know, the stuff that we used to call right, we now call wrong. And the stuff that we used to call wrong, we now call right. And it reminds me very much, as I, I remember whenever I was a kid, I used to love, you know, y'all you remember the merry-go-rounds, you know, like the metal ones that surely they're outlawed today. And we'd get on those merry-go-rounds and I'd get on it and, you know, your friends, y'all remember this, your friends would spin that sucker as fast as they could. I mean, you're just hanging on for dear life and you feel like you're getting ready to get launched into orbit. And then as it winds down, you know, you get off of it. It's sort of entertaining to watch because you start listing to one side and you're stumbling around and you fall over. I mean, you lose your balance. And in many ways, that's what's going on in our world today. We, we've lost our balance. We've, we've lost the whole idea of what it means 
to stand upright. And so that's where dads really turn out to be so important in the life of a family. It is the role of a father to provide stability, to provide teaching that's going to allow there to be solid ground in which their children can stand on. And so today, very simply, what we're going to do is, if you have your Bible, we're going to look in Proverbs chapter 3, and we're just going to look at the first four verses. And in these verses, I believe we're going to glean a few things that we are to teach our children as dads. Now, the, the purpose of Proverbs is found in the very first chapter. In Proverbs 1-7, it very simply says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, fathers, one thing that we want to do is we want to teach our children to respect, to fear the things of God, to teach them the ways of God. So what is it exactly that we are to be teaching our children? And I find a few things that I think are, are very much a part of what we are to teach our kids. Uh, the very first thing I see is if a dad's an architect, one thing he needs to let his children in on is the blueprint, now, kids need to know the blueprint, and if you look in verse 1, it says, My son, and remember this is Solomon writing to his boy, it says, My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands, for they will bring you many days a full life and well-being. I remember after our first child was born that I came to a rather scary conclusion. I had no idea what I was doing. I remember when, when our oldest son, Hank, when he was born, I remember looking at him. I was, I was 25, and I was thinking for the first time, oh my gosh, I'm actually in charge of another human being. Uh, I am supposed to share all of my wisdom, which by the way, at zero, and I'm supposed to teach this kid how to live. And it's a little bit of an overwhelming thought whenever, you know, whenever you have a kid, at, like inst an instruction manual does not come with your kid. I mean, gosh, I look at my kid, I feel sorry for him. I mean, I'm so sorry. But there's just not a whole lot that, that I knew. But here's the neat thing, is that, that Scripture lets us know that it is the blueprint that we are to use in which to help build lives. Now, for an architect, what is a blueprint? Well, a blueprint is a, is a rendering, or it's a drawing of some structure that you're going to build. And if it's been approved, then you can know, if I follow this blueprint, then I'm going to end up building something that is solid. You know, I'm going to end up building something that is true, something that's not going to fall over. And that's what, that's what the Bible is for us. The Bible is the blueprint. Uh, the blueprint, in verse number one, it says, we are not to forget the teachings of God. Now Solomon says we are not to forget his teachings. That word teachings it is also translated law. It's speaking of the law of God. Now, now why are we not to forget the teachings of God? What's so important about the teachings of God? Well, a couple things. One, it come from God. The teachings of God are tried. The teachings of God are true. They've been tested. We can know that if they were true yesterday, they are going to be true today. They are going to be true for the future. In Psalm 119, verse number 160, it's the longest chapter in all the Bible. Here's what it says. It says, the entirety of your word, speaking of God's word, 
It is truth. And all your righteous judgments endure forever. Now, if God's word is truth, and if his judgments are enduring forever, if they stand the test of time, can you see why it's, it's very important for dads to teach their children the things of God? Now, why would we want to teach them the things of God? Because the things of God are true, and they become a guide that have been given to us for which we are to live our lives. And then verse 3 goes on to let us know that God's word, it leads to a, a full life. It leads to a life of well-being. Now, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to automatically become rich, that you're going to win the lottery. It doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get a job promotion. But what it does let us know is that, that God and the plans that he gives us, that when we follow them, that God will give us a life that is full. That he'll give us a life where we discover joy. We, we find out that God says, when you follow me, I bring you into my family. And my promises that I give to my people, now they are applicable to you. So when we follow after the teachings of God, when we follow the blueprint of God's word for living, it leads us to a full life. Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. This is a light to my path. Dads, our, our job is to share with our kids the light of God's word. There was a man who was flying a small plane. He told the story as a Christian. And he said, I was, I was flying my small plane. It's a Cessna. And he says, I was flying. He said, it was kind of getting dark. He's in California. He said, the, the fog started kind of getting thicker and thicker. It was harder to see. And so he had to start relying upon his, the, the instruments on his panel. He said, as I'm flying, he said that it, it, it got darker, and I, I tried to flip on the lights behind the instruments. He said, they did not come on. And he said, I, I, mean, I was scared to death. He said, and it started getting so dark, I could not see the instrument panel. It's foggy. He can't see anyway. He said, fortunately, I had a flashlight. So I reached out my bag. I grabbed my flashlight. I shined it right onto my instrument panels. And he said, very nervously, I followed what the instrument panel said with one hand, on the, on the flashlight and the other one trying to guide the plane. He said, I was able to safely land that plane. He said, from that experience, he said, here's what I learned, other than make sure that the electrical lights are working. He said, what I learned is that in the midst of darkness, light is crucial. Now, folks, as, as we are in this world today and we see the news, there is no doubt we are in darkness. There is evil in this world. Dads, our job is to shine the light in the darkness. So our kids can see. So they can see where they're going. So they can see that God has a plan for their lives. And so the, the one of the things that we are to teach our kids is we're to teach them the blueprint. We are to expose them to God's word. So, so what else are we supposed to teach our kids? Well, after you teach them a blueprint, then you need to teach them like an action plan. You need to teach them, hey, you don't just look at the blueprint, now you actually build on it. Um, look with me in verse number 3. It says, never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Now, blueprints are, are neat to look at. It's fun to see plans. Uh, in our student center next door, we, for the last six months, we've been looking at blueprints. And I, they caught my attention when I saw, like, the half-court basketball gym, see it on paper. And then I saw... Uh, they, they have, they're putting in granite countertops 
uh, which I, I think everybody likes those things. Um, I th- they have all these little computer stations that are going to be going up. And so it's fun to look at on blueprints. But you know what's even better than that? When you actually start building and, and then you get to actually see them. You know, it, it being, whenever it's live and real, that's so much better than it just simply being on paper. By the way, if you've not, if you've not walked over there, y'all, we, there's only one thing we have to do to finish the student center, and that is put in the wiring. I think that's important. So we have to have electricity. So uh, they're, they're putting in some wiring for the sound system and stuff like that, then we're finished. If you've not walked over there, it, it is a cool-looking building. The half-court gym is, is really nice as well. They built that for me because I would die if we tried to play full court. But anyway, it is really neat whenever you, take, you move from blueprints and then you move to action. Now, we want to expose our kids to the blueprint of God's plan, but now we want to teach them to start living by that plan. And whenever you begin to live by what God's Word says, it brings change into your life and it will bring change into the lives of your kids. It says that loyalty and faithfulness will be a part of your life and the life of your child as he begins to apply what God's Word says. Now, I love when Jesus was asked, what does it mean to live a Christian life? And he just boils it down into just two really small, simple things. In Matthew 22, Jesus said, here, okay, here it is. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So how does our faith play out in life? It plays out in life through faithfulness and loyalty. Now the word loyalty is also translated mercy. It's translated kindness. And what that's referring to is the way we treat other people. When we begin to follow the blueprint of God's Word, it will change the way you interact with other people. You'll demonstrate to them kindness, mercy. You'll demonstrate faithfulness to them. Now, here's what I see a lot of times that is missing in our, in our faith, in the Christian faith, many times we, we try to keep our faith to ourselves. And we say it is something that's private. It's something that is just between me and God and nobody else. Let me tell you something. It is between you and God. But when you follow God's blueprint, it changes the way you live. It changes the way you treat other people. The Bible says you will treat people with kindness. Not only that, it says that you will have faithfulness in your life. And when it's talking about faithfulness in our text, it's referring to being faithful to the Word of God. In other words, when you see what God teaches here, you say, then I will follow it. You you don't follow what everybody else says and what's popular. You say, I'm going to be faithful to what God says. Why? Because God is always right. Now, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's easier for me to follow some stuff God says than it is others. When God says that I'm supposed to love my neighbor, it's easy for me to love my neighbor when I like him. Are you all the same way? Now, it's not so easy to love my neighbor when I don't like him. But what does God say? Does he say, you know, love the people that love you. The other people, they're just a bunch of jerks. God says. God says you love regardless. And as you do that, You are being obedient to God. Now, for me to pick and choose what I'm going to follow in God's blueprint, that's foolishness. 
And it's foolishness because if I, if I pick and choose, that means I'm going to be leaving some stuff out. And whenever I leave some stuff out for blueprints, you don't build a very solid house, do you? You're going to follow the blueprints, you follow the blueprints. And if you don't follow them, you're going to be lost. I remember a few years ago, one of my favorite commercials that I saw during the Super Bowl was when they did a spoof off of the movie Castaway. Y'all remember the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks? You know, he had the, I guess it was like the volleyball, and his little blood print was on it, made a friend out of it. So anyway, they did this commercial with it. It was a FedEx commercial, and it's a guy, FedEx, he ends up getting stranded on an island just like Tom Hanks. He's got his package with him that he's supposed to deliver, and he's, he's stranded for five years. He gets this long beard, and he's finally rescued. He's still got the package, and he goes, he's a faithful worker, and he goes and delivers the package after five years to this lady. And she answers the door, and he hands her the package, and he says, Hey, I've been stranded on an island for five years, but I've always had this package. I've taken care of it, and so here it is. So, oh, thank you. And he says, you know, I says, I've had it for so long, and I protected it. Could you tell me what's in it? She says, nothing really that big of a deal. And she opens it up. She says, it's just got a GPS system, a water purifier, and seeds. You know, everything to survive. So the guy's devastated. Okay, now, now God has given us everything that we need to survive. He's given us his word. He's given us directions for life. And so what's so important for us is not just simply to know that it's here, but to open it up so that God and what he teaches us can sustain us. That's, you want to teach your kids that. So what we see we're to teach our kids is the blueprint, the action plan. And the last thing is we want to let them know, hey, there are results that come from this. The rewards that come from being obedient to God and following his plan. We need to tell our kids this. Um, in verse number four, here's what it says. It says, then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of God and man. Why? As you bind loyalty and faithfulness around your neck, you'll find favor in the sight of God and man. Now, there are some people who think if you follow God's word that you're going to be outdated. If you follow after God's word, then you're not going to be relevant anymore. Um, if you follow God's word, there are going to be some people who look down upon you and think that you're weird. And there will be some people who think that. But it's interesting to me that when I look into our text, it says if we actually follow God's word and we put it into practice, it says you will find favor and high regard with God and man. The word favor, in verse number four, it means acceptance. Well, how is that possible? Guys, whenever you live for God, people notice that. When you love God, you know what happens? You love people. When you love people, it, it takes people aback. They're like, what's, why, does he, why is he paying attention to me? Why is he serving me? You know, as Jesus honored God with his life, that's what's said about him in Luke 2.52, it says Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Do you know the church, as the church is faithful to the blueprint that we will be held in high regard? Happened to the early church. Acts 2, 46 and 47 says, Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex. They broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude. And they praised God. And having favor with all the people. It says, And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Now, when, when you have a heart to serve, and whenever you love people because you are being obedient to God, it will get the attention of the people in this world. Guys, let me tell you something. We are in a world where people, it is a, it is a dog-eat-dog world right now. 
And you know what is so strange is when you see somebody who is willing to sacrifice and to give and to love other people, not expecting anything in return. And you know what? Pe- people pay attention to that. Now, who teaches us to live like that? Well, well Jesus does. And he says, and we will find favor with people as we live according to the blueprint of God. We will be held in high favor. Now, we're told there that we're going to have high favor, we'll be held in high regard. That can also be translated, you'll be a person who has a good name. You know, that you, you can be the richest person in the world, you can be the busiest person in the world, but there's nothing greater than you having the best name in the world. I'm, I'm sure many of you were like, like uh, have parents like my parents, where my dad said, I, ca- I can't give you much, but there's one thing I can give you, I can give you my name. And you better protect the name. You have a, if you have a name, you have a good reputation. Once you lose your name, yeah, it, it is so hard to get it back. Uh, years, there's a story years ago, whenever John Wilkes Booth, he's the man who shot Abraham Lincoln. And after he shot Abraham Lincoln, y'all remember, he jumped off the stage, broke his leg. He ended up finding a doctor to help him. The doctor said his leg, the doctor's name was Samuel Mudd. He didn't know who John Wilkes Booth was, but whenever the police came, they came to his house, they arrested him, and they said he was an accomplice to the murder of Lincoln. He wasn't. Well, he was in prison for four years, and finally he was, he was pardoned from prison when they found out he really was an innocent guy. But because his name had been so damaged, now we have that saying, your name is Mud. That's where it came from. Guys, when you lose your name, it is so hard to get it back. As, as believers... We have a name. You know what name we have? We have the name of Jesus. And whenever you follow him, you become a part of his family. And you want to do whatever you can to uphold his name. And the best way to do that is to obediently follow the leadership of God. And to teach your children to do the same. We are in a world of darkness. And our world needs to see the light. And fathers, that's where we come into play. We have the privilege and the honor to teach our kids. We have not been called to be the friends of our children, although that's a nice, it's a nice little side benefit. We have been called to lead, to lead our children. We've been called to point them to Jesus. And I honestly believe that the life of our nation in so many ways, it is in the hands of men who will make a decision to say, I will follow Jesus above all else. You want to see a world changed? You want to see your family changed, a nation changed? It's going to happen with dads. We lift our eyes to you. We're our head.